nuts. Come on. Let's get nuts. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio, hanging out all day long, all day strong on a hump day. I'm halfway through uh, my work day. Only one more hour to go, and then I get to go out there and hang out in the world with all you wonderful people. Heck, I might have stopped by Getaway Sports Bar. It's the best 24-hour bar in the ta- in the city, period. And I didn't say that, but like uh, 24-7, the coldest beer in town. Like grub, all the like, good bar grub, like good burgers, good fries and onion rings, great food. You'll love it over there, 4632 Winchester. They got six big valley bar top pool tables. They got two dark boards. They got like 12 huge TVs. It is a sports bar, cold beer, eat some good burgers, heaven. It's Getaway Sports Bar. It was a little secret. It ain't anymore. Check it out. Um, you'll absolutely love it. Now, we got to talk a little NFL football. We talked a little bit earlier. We got some big, big games this weekend. It is super-duper wild card weekend in the National Football League. It all starts on Saturday, and it spills all the way over into Monday. And the Monday game is the one that I want to start off with. It's not the closest one to happening. But it's the one that, you know, as much as I like the Kansas City Chiefs, I feel like if you took the Eagles, you're a moron. You are a moron. But, again, that's why they play the game. You don't think the Grizzlies, after they came back in the fourth quarter and beat the Lakers, were going to go on the road and beat the Suns and come back in the fourth quarter, especially the way Suns dominated for three quarters. And then after they lose Jai, you don't think they're going to go to Dallas. And damn it, they beat them by 17 points after having a 17-point fourth quarter, so you don't know. But doesn't it just look like you got two teams going in complete opposite directions? This is an Eagles team that started the season 10-1 and and since then has gone 1-5 and and just got smacked. By the New York Giants? The G-Men. And they played their starters. That's right. John, I was shocked. I did not watch that game. The Tigers-SMU game was going on, so I had that on the main TV. I had the Cowboys game on my iPad, and they kept uh, having like live look-ins at that game, and I was just shocked. Every time they would come up, it would be like the Giants have scored again. I was I didn't know what was going on because it was anybody's division at that point. If the Eagles had won, it would have made it interesting. So, oh, God. Shocked me. It, it was, it's a shock to me. I mean, this is a game that the Eagles needed to win. They, again, 10-1, and one, everybody was like their supermen. They get Jalen Hurts' finger all banged up in it by playing him in a meeting. Like, I mean, a, a game they were already down 24 to nothing at halftime. What did you think about the Giants were up 24 to nothing yeah. on the Eagles at freaking halftime? Uh, An Eagles team that was playing their starters. Yep. And you got to think about this. Tyrod Taylor threw for 300 yards. And a Giants team that was starting Tyrod Taylor. On a, t- a Giants team that had a number one Tyrod Taylor and his best wide receiver is who? Darius Slayton, yeah. Wondell Robinson, uh, uh, Isaiah Hodgins. Uh, yeah, um, those are the. Those, I'm just saying, those are their only three real wide receivers on the yeah. team. I mean, they do have Darren Waller. I was about to say, can I go tight end? Well, I said wide receiver. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> put me in a corner. It's there. not. I'm, I'm just saying, they, it's not like you know Tyrod Taylor is out there working with a, a lot more than you know anybody else. And the Giants beat the brakes off of the Eagles. What is Baker Mayfield 
who a lot of people don't even realize because a lot of people haven't been talking about him because they're just kind of forgotten. They're down in Tampa. Tom Brady's gone. They play in the worst division in the NFC. This team has quietly won five of their last six games. Did you know that? Yeah, no, they, they've been Five uh, of their last evolved. six games, they've been coming out big. And their defense is playing as good as anybody's defense right now in the National Football League. In fact, right now they're ranked fifth. They only give up 19 points per game. So you've got a good defense that's about to play against a, a sorry offense in the Philadelphia Eagles. And I say sorry because I was watching NFL Countdown and Dan Orlovsky broke it down as good as anybody could ever break it down. The difference between last year under Shane Steichen as the offensive coordinator and then this year's team without him. They are going out there in the two by two basically every time. There's not they're like thirty five percent using less motion than they did. Uh, you know he showed even the offensive linemen their stance and how their play action. They're not selling it because they're standing there in a two point uh, stance instead of a three point stance, and they're basically just instead of firing off when they do a little play action, they basically just stand there and, and go ahead and show the pass block. And the linebackers don't step up. Jalen Hurts doesn't have easy windows. Then he also showed that, heck, the wide receivers and the quarterbacks don't even understand the concepts because he was showing how on hot routes, when, you know, corners blitz, when safeties blitz, when guys step in the box, when you have, you know, five, six guys in there to block and they're bringing seven, or if you got five gear, five guys in the block and they're bringing six, there's going to be a hot route. Well, look at he showed where the quarterback and the wide receivers, the wide receivers all got their back turned to the quarterback, and the quarterback is not even looking at the hot route, and he's taking his sack, or then he's scrambling and trying to run around and make things happen with his feet and extend the plays, and that's just not how they they operated last year when they made it all the way to the Super Bowl. The offense is looking terrible, and Jalen Hurts is banged up. So is A.J. Brown. Like, this team ain't coming in here, like, uh, looking all good. And by the way, have you looked at that offensive line? Do they look like they're the oh. offensive line that they were oh. last year? No, they do the not. only thing right now that they got going for them is the damn tush push, and you can't That's do right. that four straight times and pick up 10 yards. That's right. When it seems like a lot of, uh, I don't know if it's because of the tush push, but it seems like a lot of the officials are kind of getting tired of the, the Eagles offensive line because there have been a lot of time, and I think, uh, Maybe uh, Kelsey's talked about this, where like, or maybe well, no, other. They've been showing it out, like Travis Kelsey with him putting the ball forward, right. like he's done but for I don't many know. years what and is, gotten away with it. Has what, been something but what that is been what sneaky. has gone to that? That now Lane Johnson's getting called for you know holding right. a little bit but, more than. But often. what is gone because because people have come out and said that they've been told and they got that. tons of tear wear and tear on their body. But that wouldn't go into the officials calling it. If, oh, if no, they no, say the that, that's what I'm it. saying. Because no, no, the other teams have complained about it so much that the officials have finally said we've got to do something about this. Hmm, interesting, especially with the tush push. That's you what I'm saying. Get I think that goes into and then it. Kelsey pushes the ball out mm-hmm. an extra six inches yeah. when he goes and touches it. I think that's part of it. That's sure. a, you know that's a lot of it. But yeah, they've been enforcing it anyway. But the point is, I'm not even worried about that. I'm worried about how is this Eagles team realistically going to score on this Bucks defense in Tampa. But on Good the question. I mean realistic like what are they, they they can't score on anybody. They have been absolutely terrible. Their their offensive efficiency is just not there if you look what they have done in their last 5 games. I mean they've lost to the Cardinals, the Giants, the Seahawks and got their brains beat all out of them by the Cowboys. Go back a game before that, 49ers dropped them 42-19. to Cowboys 33-13. 
I mean, th- th- these are ugly, ugly games. The only win that they have in there was a sneaky win where they beat the Giants by eight. This team has not been playing good football. And you have a Bucks team, again, winners of five of the last six. And I want you to remind you, I said it yesterday, Baker Mayfield has got to be up there in people talking about comeback player of the year because he's quietly you know, thrown for over 4,000 yards and 28 touchdowns. The Bucks are in the playoffs. And you don't think Mike Evans is going to be able to get open all day long on that secondary? I think you would be absolutely crazy. I feel like Mike Evans and Baker Mayfield in that defense, I feel like the Eagles get dropped like a bad habit. And I know Nick Sirianni, is, he wins the post-game pressers for me. I think he's the best post-game press conference coach. Because every time he's like, we got this winning mentality. When your back's up against the wall, he's like, F it. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We got to come together. You know, we're men. Da, da, da. I mean, he's a, he's a macho, um, you know, coach. I like his, I like his coach speak. But whatever's going on from what he does to his post game pressers, the locker room seems lost. A lot of people feel like Jalen Hurts and that locker room have, you know, basically disjointed. Like Jaws Labrum. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just, it, it's not a, there's not a connect there. I think I'm going to put a chunk, a chunk on the Bucks. That, you know that the, you know who's favored, right? I'm guessing the Eagles are. Yeah, dude. And that to me is absolutely insane. Wrong team favored, bro. I'm going money line. On the Bucks. Wow. Holy cow. In fact, I'm going to do it while I'm sitting here wow. talking to y'all right here on air. I feel so good about this game. That's crazy. It's insane, man. I just It doesn't make any sense. It's the Monday night standalone game. The Eagles, they, they are not going to get any better. Uh, it just It's not going to happen. You don't, you don't play this bad over the, fi- the last six weeks and then all of a sudden find it in the playoffs on the road. No. No, that's tough. That really is. It just it ain't happening, man. It is not happening. So we are flying. Do we make a move with Sirianni if they get knocked plus out of the first round? No, no, no. He really? took them to the Super Bowl last year. No, no, no. Nick right, Sirianni. Flaps like that? Ooh. Dude, it, hey, 10-1, and one, you know, like this is where you could literally say the tread wear, wore off the tires. The Eagles secondary is devastated by injury, and they are terrible. The offensive line has gotten old and looks bitter and soft. You got injuries galore. You know, uh, Hertz isn't running this year because he's been banged up all season long. Now he's going into a playoff game with a bum bum hand. Mm. I just hate Sirianni. So any any opportunity. Bucks I have plus one forty right now. Go get some on plus the money line. I like it. Go get some of that. I love it. Now um, we got to switch a little gear here, and I got to bring up the. Uh, I brought up the um, the Steelers earlier. And uh, the Buffalo Bills, and I basically told you, the Buffalo Bills, I hate laying a, a line of 10. I don't like it at all. By the way, I found my underdog. Okay, well, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. That's, yeah. that's my favorite underdog. Uh, uh, you got to pick underdog somewhere. I love, I love, I love them as a dog. I was looking at the Steelers as a dog because the line's so big, and this is playoff football. And the total is only 36 and a half. It's not going to be some high-scoring game over in Orchard Park. Have you looked at the weather? Uh, I have not. doesn't really matter for these two teams. They play in the nastiest weather all the That's damn the time. 
I can tell you one thing in Buffalo. It's going to be freaking cold. It's going to be cold. It's going to be cold. Not as cold as it's going to be in Kansas City, John. Here we go. I got you right here, buddy. Here we go. Here we go. In Buffalo, New man, dead gummit. I'll I'll look it up, John. It seems like a, a never me mind. Job. Yeah, never mind. I, I was just gonna say I thought I could just push this little button on AccuView. Nope. Uh, is that that's a Sunday game, right, or is that a Saturday game? Um, they play Sunday at twelve. Okay, Sunday. Uh, the temperature at twelve o'clock is gonna be twenty four degrees. Woo wee. Yeah. High twenty four, low twenty two. We got any uh. A little snow coming down? Um, The humidity is 73%, but the precipitation is only 15%. So doubt we get anything. It's supposed to be very windy. John, 26-mile-per-hour wind. Well, I don't believe that and, and that the, the Steelers with Mason Rudolph are going to be able to go out there and beat the Buffalo Bills, mm. who have come back and won the AFC East, who got the second seed in the wild card. I mean, this is a Bills team that's 10-7. and seven. Now, that's so impressive for Mike Tomlin to do it with Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph, Mitch Trubisky, uh, George Pickens being a pain in the keister, you know, not blocking, um, kind of being a little bit of a prima donna, not doing what he was supposed to. T.J. Watt's injury. I can't I can't go with the dog Steelers here. If I'm going to play this game on Sunday morning, it's going to have to be the Buffalo Bills. They've just been too damn good. I mean, Josh Allen threw two interceptions in the end zone and fumbled a football, and they still are on the road and came back and kicked the Miami Dolphins' butt. That's right. That's impressive. Sure is. Buffalo at home. This is this, Buffalo just feels like a team of destiny. Everybody's been crucifying Josh Allen about his turnovers, and now I think Superman's going to put on his damn cape. He's about to tap dance all over the Steelers' face. Now, I bring up also, though, the T.J. Watt thing because I, I wanted to go here because I, I saw this, and this stat is absolutely amazing. So who in your mind are the like the top four defensive linemen? We did the Mount Rushmore. Okay. Like defense, defensive linemen, defensive ends. Who are, who are your like four sack masters in the National Football League? I mean, T.J. Watt's got to be on there. Absolutely. Um, Miles Garrett's got to be on there. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, probably one of the Bosa brothers on there. Throw one of them on there. Okay. Nick's going to be great. When, yeah. I mean, Nick's doing great. Uh, and then Micah Parsons. John, I can't leave Micah Parsons off. Nah, he had a career Before. not long enough. Ah, I don't care. He's on there. But this is something that you're going to love. Um, my, uh, I would throw, of course, Lawrence Taylor. And oh, you meant all time, all time, and the minister, oh. of the, and the minister well, of defense. My, my list would have been way different. Yeah, I thought we were just doing current. I'm sorry. Well, this is. I am kind of talking current, and of course, Reggie White, the minister of defense. Of course, but I Former saw Shibbo. this. Uh, if you uh, follow at Powell Analytics, uh, Dylan Powell, you will get some amazing stats from this dude. So T.J. Watt and Miles Garrett each just played their 100th game. They rank one and two. In sacks per game ahead of guess, guess guess who they rank ahead of? I don't know who Reggie freaking White and Lawrence Taylor. Wow, the goats of all time. Just ahead of Reggie White and Lawrence Taylor, T.J. White, Miles Garrett, Reggie White, Lawrence Taylor, and then Demarcus Ware. First hundred games, the top five most sacks. I do love Demarcus Ware. That is un freaking believable. T.J. Watt averages. sacks a game. Miles Garrett, 0.89. Reggie White, 0.85. Lawrence Taylor, 0.79. And Demarcus Ware, 0.78. Your top five through their first 100 games. 
Guess who's not playing for the Steelers? Mr. T.J. Watt. No T.J. Watt, no problem for Josh Allen. No turnovers for the Bills this week. No turnovers means no Moss covering for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Sorry ain't going to happen. Now, the Packers and the Cowboys. It ain't Freaky Friday, but it was the team that Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl Mm -hmm. with. Mike McCarthy was the Green Bay Packers coach. Mm -hmm. Had a little man named Brett Favre. Well, no, Aaron Rodgers. Sorry. Yeah. That just, you know, I just go to Favre. I forget about the, <laughs> the man bun guy, even though I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers and Pat Favre. McAfee. But um, my man's done some good stuff. Well, now he's got the Cowboys at home in position. They have at least two home playoff games if they get past the Packers. And Dak Prescott, 36 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, 4,500 yards. And CeeDee Lamb, what he's done this year, is insane. Did you know that CeeDee Lamb, with all the great wide receivers throughout the Cowboys' history, you know CeeDee Lamb led the league in receptions this year? Yeah. Did you know no Cowboy until this year and CeeDee Lamb have ever led the league in receptions? That's hard to believe. Yeah, you know, number 88 was a pretty good one. Mm -hmm. Man. Which one? Des, I mean, um, Mike. I said Des Bryant. I was thinking. I was about to say, don't forget, Des was there That's too. Right, he was. And, um, and I, ever since I heard the Cowboys and the Packers are going to be playing each other in the playoffs, I get flashbacks of Des Bryant up in Lambeau, and uh, he caught it. And they said, he and didn't. they said, yeah, that was that mm-hmm. was tough. I bet it was very tough. That was tough. Um, but yeah, man, the Packers Cowboys is going to be great. And again, I, I, I looked at this one, and for me, it's simple. For the Packers, it's all about Aaron Jones. I know Jordan Love has been unbelievable. In fact, he's actually been better than Dak Prescott since week 11. He's been the best quarterback since week 11. And, I mean, Jordan Love is no no joke. They got him, They got a good one in him. But I feel like the whole game comes down to Aaron Jones. If Aaron Jones can run right down the Cowboys' throat – and if anybody can do it, it's Aaron, Ju- Aaron Jones. And we've seen lesser teams run down the Cowboys' throat. They play the smallest group of linebackers in the National Football League. Are they fast? Hell yeah. Can they cover? Yeah. Can they sack the quarterback? Yeah. But you got to have a lead to do all these things. you got to put a team from behind. If the Packers, you take that ball, and Aaron Jones, you run that junt right down their throat. And I still don't think it's going to be enough. Packers' defense of secondary is not good. And at, what is it, AT&T Stadium? Or what is it in Dallas, AT&T that's Stadium? Right. That's right. You know that's a fast track. Nobody plays better at home than who? The Dallas Cowboys. It's weird. The Dallas Cowboys have the best home record in all of football. Did you know that? That's right. Nobody's beat them. And their, their, their margin of victory at home is the largest in the National Football League. Right now, the biggest home field advantage in the National Football League, no matter which team you pick, Dallas Cowboys is number one. They have not lost a game at home, and their margin of, of win is larger than any other team in the National Football League. Guess where the Cowboys are playing? At AT&T Stadium. I love Jordan Rodgers. I love this Jordan little, Love. Damn, I am. Jordan <laughs> Jordan Rogers is a real human sure being. Sure is. Related to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, played quarterback at Vanderbilt. That's right. Does the TV. Is on SEC Network. SEC Network. 
Doesn't like his brother very much. No, they don't like each other. That's so sad. Yeah. We need to get them to sit down and smoke a junt together and eat ayahuasca. And we need it recorded and put on like YouTube. Oh, or hell or yes, dude. Call, reach out to me. I'll put that stuff out. That'd be awesome. Um, damn, that just got me off of what I was talking about. Oh, yeah. Did I, who else was I talking about? Because I said Jordan Rogers. Jordan Love. Jordan oh, Love. You Jordan, love Jordan Love. We I love love. I love love. Except for this week. He, turned, he becomes Jordan Hate. We hate Jordan. I'm just saying I don't think they can put up enough points to beat the Dallas Cowboys. The thing is, is I don't know if Dallas can cover the seven and a half. Because I feel like – I think the safest bet in this game has got to be the total. It's the, it's the highest total, by the way. It's 50 and a half. I think wow. I think the safest bet with the Cowboys, whose defense, again, at home they are they're a different animal at home because uh-huh. they're so fast off that edge. That's why I'm saying this game doesn't come down to Jordan Love. If Aaron Jones runs for a buck fifty in a couple tutties, the play action can work. Jordan Love can then push the ball down the field. He can put a little bit of pressure on that secondary, who's so good at getting turnovers. But seven and a half for me, I'm a little bit nervous today. But I feel damn good about this over. Because you know what? If the Cowboys are rolling and Green Bay's getting killed, they can put up 45 themselves yeah. when they're rolling, especially on that Packer defense. Well, that's what I – we were out here uh, yesterday afternoon, and we were talking um, about some of the lines. And uh, I was told uh, that uh, – Oh, the Rams and the Lions, I'm sorry. They are 51 and a wow. half. Wow. Right, so, right, same, same neighborhood. Same, same neighborhood. Um, but I was told somebody in, in this building said, Thank I you, think Texter. the Cowboys are going to cover against the Packers on uh, this weekend. And I said, what's the line? And they said seven and a half. And I was blown away that the Cowboys – I get it, they're at home. I get it, the Packers You know, kind of just squeaked in there. But seven and a half is a lot of points. And I, I'm with you, John. I, I don't know if they'll, they'll be able to cover all that. But I sure do like that over. Again, yeah. if the game's close, it's going to be back and forth mm-hmm. offensive game. Sure, this is not going to be a dead gum. You know, I don't even know how to like. This is not going to be like the old fashioned, you know, thirteen seventeen football game. Yeah, this is going to be this is going to be back and forth, or it's just going to be the Cowboys pour it all over the Packers. I don't feel as comfortable with the game one side or the other, but I love that over. And then the Rams Lion game. Can I tell you the truth? Tell me the truth, John. I have no idea. I think this is the hardest game to break down. Detroit minus three. It looks kind of easy, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. At home, Dan Campbell, you got one of the best play action teams in all of football. This this Lions team has been pretty damn awesome. Twelve and five. They lost to the Cowboys. Like, their late games, the games as of recent, the last loss they had in the last, what, five weeks was the Cowboys? Mm-hmm. It's pretty impressive. They've done a really good job. They got a lot of dudes on that team. Have you seen the running back situation? David Montgomery, extremely underrated, and Jameer Gibbs thought it was a bad pick where they picked him. Has been a stud. He's got speed to the edge. He's been an absolute beast. And then you got, you know, um, Jamison Williams, Amon Ross St. Brown, Josh Reynolds. 
they've got a ton of dudes. The only thing that I'm worried about with the Lions is Sam Laporta. Like, yeah. How banged up is he? That's mm-hmm. something I'm going to keep my eye on. Sure. Because he is Jared Goff's blanket. I love their offensive line. I think their offensive line is 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 much better than the Rams. The defense, yeah, not as not as sold on their defense. It can be good at points, but I've also seen it during the year just be absolutely terrible. And the Rams' offense, let's just be real, they know how to score. Yeah, Sean McVay knows how to put points on the board. He also knows how to get his hair always looking perfectly quaffed. But, you know, um, my little running back from uh, LSU, Williams, has been a breath of fresh air. I mean, Notre Dame. Um, he's been a, just a breath of fresh air for them. They actually have a run game. They got wide receivers out the frame. I think this is going to be just another high-scoring game, but I, I don't know. I, for some crazy reason, I feel like Matt Stafford is going to go to Detroit and break every damn Lions fan's heart. Just rip it out of their chest. I'm serious. Like, for some reason, like I can't tell you exactly why I believe this. I just believe that it's it's poetic justice for the 12 years that he suffered with the Lions to go in there and Poor Lions fan have been suffering for so long, though. You, I, I mean, I feel bad for Lions yeah. fans, but I really feel like this is just what's going to happen. If you're a Lions fan, expect this to happen. I I was watching, uh, I was listening to these guys talk talking college basketball, but they're both from uh, the the Michigan area, and so they're talking about Detroit and hosting uh, Matt Stafford, and and one of them was like, I just don't know if I can cheer, like root against him. Like I love him so much. Oh, that's funny. He was our quarterback for so long. I just don't know if I can hate him for this one game. And the other guy was like, Oh, I can for sure. Like I will find a way to just for that, you know, three hours. I'll hate him. After that, I'll love him again. I mean, they they. Adore him up in Detroit. Dude, I mean, just Puka Nakua, Tutu Atwell, Cooper Cup, um, Demarcus Robinson. They got Tyler Higby, Matt Stafford, Sean McVay. They're going to put up some points in Detroit. I know that Detroit's offense is extremely good. I don't know, man. It's kind of the been there, done that thing. And I did, again, poetic justice with Stafford. Man, I have been talking about football for a while. I haven't even gotten to all the games. But we have to take a quick time out, have to pay a few bills. Don't forget, if life ever hands you lemons, make sure you make a lemon drop. Make sure it's with the best spirit around. That's Tito's Handmade Vodka. Sports 56, 98.5 FM. Join the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin, for Wolo and Friends. Weekday mornings from 10 to 11, here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. All the wisdom of the universe is in these bones. <laughs> now back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy, Johnny Radio, hanging out with Bryant Dacus. It's been a beautiful, beautiful day. A lot of help from um, all you uh, all you texters out there. Appreciate y'all jo- jumping in and joining the game. Um, I did have, I have to ask this, and a guy just sent this in. It says, have you noticed 
Uh, we haven't had, you know, just that outstanding running back in college like Herschel Walker, the Bo Jackson, the Adrian Petersons, Barry Sanders. It's been a few years since that special, special running back, but we've had receivers, tight ends, but no running backs. There's been some damn good ones, but not like, yeah, Barry Sanders or Bo Jackson or, you know, Marcus Allen, um, Reggie Bush. You know, there's a lot of great running backs. Yeah, but we haven't had that just that super, super special season. And I think a lot of it has to do with, like, you look at a team like Michigan who runs the ball all the time, they have multiple running backs. And then you look at most teams, they throw the rock all over the yard. Quinside Junkins, um, two years ago, um, you know, tied Herschel Walker's freshman, you know, record or, you know, his, you know, true freshman record is like with rushing touchdowns. Um, he was balling yards and all that good stuff. But, you know, it's just, you know, Quinshawn, I wouldn't put him up there, not even close with Bo or Barry or Marcus or Reggie. Uh, those are people who won Heisman's as, as well, by the way. Yeah, it's also, that's the thing is when, when are you going to get a running back to get a Heisman again? That's a good We've question. devalued the running back position. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. Christian McCaffrey, though, one hell of a running back in the National Football League. They're off this week as they have a bye down. We've been talking all kinds of things football. Now it's time to get into a few things that are a little bit funny. I do want to remind you, though, this portion of the program has been brought to you by Dyers. They're not just downtown anymore. They're out in Carrieville, 101 North Center Street in Carrieville's historic town square. They got a great chicken salad I had the other day. And, of course, they still have their world-famous hot dogs, cheeseburgers. They got catfish, tamales. They got all kinds of different sandwiches and desserts. Check them out. Historic town square out in Carrieville. Go to DyersCafe.com. You can – um Get their full menu. You can order from online. You can call out there. You can have orders catered. The number is 901-850-7750, 901-850-7750, or just go to DyersCafe.com for all the information. Make sure you, though, you go out to his, uh, Carrieville's Historic Town Square at 101 North Center Street, Dyers Cafe. They've been doing it right since 1912. Let's go to Hardenwood. This is Access Hardenwood. Man, oh man, Tiger Woods left Nike. Seems like he's having a little bit of fun now. Did you know he was hanging out with Barstools? Was he? Yeah, he was with the Barstools uh, dudes. Uh, the You know the Foreplay podcast? I love that. That's a great name for a... Uh, right. For a podcast mm-hmm. when it has to do with golf. That's right. Because you yell, four! Huh. And also, foreplay is a, uh, what do they call Sexual it? innuendo. Right, but what, what do they call that where it has like two different meanings? Ah, whatever. Well, it's just a thing that's like, it, foreplay is what you get before you get into the goods. But thank you, John. I wasn't, I wasn't aware of you that. You need a little foreplay. Right. It's called, it's basically like stretching before you work out, you know, or going out there and warming up before you go out there and take the mound, you know what I'm saying? I guess you know what I'm saying. I do know what you're saying, John. Melinda, are you pro- uh, happy with him uh, saying that he knows? She has, she has the flu right now, so she's, she's not listening. <laughs> okay. She wouldn't be listening if, even if she was healthy, but she, she's well, certainly not listening right now. Tiger Woods proved to me why he's the best golfer in the world. So all the foreplay uh, podcasts, they decided, like the big cat guy and uh, some dude named Riggs, they all decided to do a long drive competition against Tiger Woods, but Tiger Woods had to do it from his knees. Tiger Woods hit a 300 and I mean a 230 yard drive from his knees. He beat, he won the uh, 
the long drive competition. Does that say why it's called foreplay? Because these guys aren't very good golfers if they can't beat Tiger Woods from his knees. They just say this. I would hit it. I'd hit it farther. How about you, Dacus? No, I wouldn't. Um, I did see this. Speaking of uh, of uh, uh, Tiger Woods, the uh, Top Golf put out a uh, a job opening on LinkedIn for a uh, like outerwear, like clothing executive or something like that, and all of the requirements to get that job was everything that Tiger Woods has done. So it was like, you must have X amount of, of tour appearances, you have to win this many majors, you have to have uh, been able to shoot this at three years old or whatever, like, it was all, like, only Tiger Woods, and so that was that was funny last night. That is pretty funny. Um, I think this is pretty interesting. We were talking about... Um the Lions and Matt Stafford coming to town. Did you know that Lions fans have been putting this out that there's a ban on Matt Stafford jerseys? Like, don't wear your Detroit Lions Matt yeah, Stafford too jersey. Many people already don't wear, Matt wear Stafford your jersey. number nine jersey to the game. Or guess what? Lions fans are threatening. They're going to throw something at you. And they might beat you, bro. This oh, wow. is Detroit, man. Interesting. This is the home like of uh, Eminem from That's 8 right. Mile. That's right. This is the home of. Uh, Man, who's my man from Beverly Hills Cop? Uh, oh, uh what's his name in the movie? Uh, oh, this is gonna drive me nuts now. Hold on, I can look it up. It's I love that. They're, they're making a new Beverly Hills. Reggie, Cop. no, no, that's Reggie Hammond. Hammond was a different one. Alex Foley, uh, Axel Foley, Axel Foley. What yeah, a great Axel name. Foley. Um, Axel Foley's gonna rest you. They're making a new Beverly Hills Cop. On, man, uh, is it got, on, is it got Eddie Murphy? Yeah, it's got everybody in it. It's gonna be terrible, but it's gonna be on Netflix. Big Sean also from uh, from Detroit. Big Sean's also from Detroit. Sure Who's is. Big Sean? He's a rapper. Oh. Do they have a good rap scene in the Detroit? They do, actually. They I do. figured they would. I watched that movie 8 Mile one time. Uh-huh. Not a really interesting movie at all. D12 also. That was uh, Eminem's group before he like did his own thing. D12? D12, yeah. Ah, interesting. Now, um, did you see last uh, night that this dude sunk a half-court shot? Uh, who? Los Angeles Lakers, uh, they were playing, and some dude came out and bet MGM offered $100,000 if the dude made the half-court shot. And dude hit the half-court shot. Wow. Oh, my gosh. It was unbelievable. Even all the Lakers, you can watch the video, they were going crazy. Like, D'Angelo Russell, who was, like, underneath the basket, is like, holy bleep. I mean, dude, just won a hundred grand. Man. He said he would have been happy with 20 bucks. It just <laughs> felt good for it to go in in front of the fans. Yeah, that's got to be a great feeling. Forget yeah, the prize. Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm going to tell you something. Well, see, this is where the reason I brought it up. So did you see where um, it was a college game? It was a couple weeks ago where a guy, like somebody made a half-court shot. Hmm. And you know what they won? A car. No. It was like a, it was like a year's supply of like some fried chicken oh, at a chicken joint. Giving, John. I mean, so what are you trying to kill him? You don't like chicken? A year, su- dude. You can't eat fried chicken every day, dude. I don't know if oh, you know this. Eating fried food all the time is not good for John, you, John. I go to I go to Chick Fil A probably five times a week. So I mean, well, you know you should probably try yeah. to get at least fifty percent of your protein yeah. from plant based proteins. I don't like plants. Meats are technically carcinogens. Interesting. Car- yeah. Go check it out. They're not huh. good for you if you eat them all the time. But I will tell you something. I eat them because they're damn tasty, they're very man. tasty. But I pound a lot of fruits and vegetables. <laughs> 
Never mind. Man, I'm glad I just stopped myself because it was going to sound stupid. Thank you, John. And it was going to get me in a lot of trouble, I'm no, sure. John, you're, you're, you're growing. I'm growing up. That's right. I guess I'm growing up. Uh, do you think Draymond Green, who's now coming back, is he going to be able to cut out his antics? Do you feel like this is going to be a success or is this going to be a colossal failure? Will he be able to, in that moment, say to himself, no, 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 I'm not going to react. I'm going to turn the other cheek. I do, John. Really? I do. I like Draymond. I like him, too. I'm really? Say, I'm just saying. That goes against a lot of things you've said in the past. No, no, no. I don't like him um, at all. Like You just said he's you like the though. Grizzlies. Oh, just like, when he's playing I, the Grizzlies. I see. I don't like him. Okay. You know, but like, are you kidding me? Do I think he's hilarious? I mean, I don't like Rudy Gobert. He almost choked the guy out, so I got, he got some bonus points with me. <laughs> I don't like LeBron James, and he kicked him in the nuts. It's true. That's, you know, interesting for me. But also, the re- one of the reasons I also hate him is because he gave Cleveland a damn championship. Yeah. And LeBron James shouldn't have but three of them. Instead, Draymond Green gave him one. Wrapped it mm. up, gave it to him in a bow for a present. That's right. That's why he went to LeBron James's party, by the way, when he was suspended. Mm. Because LeBron James knows without Dre, he wouldn't have a chip. Bron Bron was like, yeah, come on. Always, always, gotta, Dre. You're, you're in the will. Yeah, forget Bronny. You're, you're getting the house. Dre's going to get a lot. But um, he's coming back. Um, how many days was he out? How many games was his suspension? Uh, I don't. I uh, it was like two weeks, I think. All right, not man. It was. I mean, it feels like it's been a long, long time, but it wasn't as nearly as long as Jaws. I don't know, man. I don't know if uh, zebra can change its stripes. I mean, maybe it will. He seemed. He seemed very convincing when he was talking about how he didn't want to hurt Steph's legacy and that it hurt him extremely bad. I think I really do think he did some soul searching in his time off. I mean, his his podcast again, John, you watched it. You yeah, came did. away really very good. very uh happy with what he said. Uh, anybody that hasn't gone seen it, I mean, that really came from the heart from Draymond and you could really feel everything he was saying. And then we talked about Aaron Rodgers a little bit earlier. This yeah. is what I'm closing out the uh, first segment. Aaron Rodgers seemed yesterday. Did you feel like he had talked to an attorney before he went on air? Uh, I did not. You didn't? No. Um. Damn. Maybe I'm just. I felt like it was very. I mean, he was still in. He was still going at him. Um. But basically, like when you look at some of the things that he said, it did feel like he had basically. He had talked with an attorney about things that he could clarify. Now, let's be real. The feuding between Jimmy Kimmel and Aaron Rodgers, um, it probably helps both of them. But he said that he basically said that he didn't say Jimmy Kimmel. He said he didn't say Jimmy Kimmel was a pedophile. He said, though, that a lot of his guests and he'd be that Aaron Rodgers would be pleased to find out that a lot of his friends and guests of the convicted sexual predator Jeffrey Epstein were coming out on the, uh, the list. He said he didn't say that. And um, again, he dropped a bunch of F-bombs and went a little bit crazy. But damn it, dude, I watched it. And now they're not going to put him on here. And I'm not sure, like, like when I got off the air, I went, you know, watched a little NFL Network, then went on to do a little gym, then got on and I watched the, you know, the snippets from the X. Right. From his, you know, Pat McAfee show. And they're very entertaining. Yeah. It's an entertaining guy, I mean, that's why that's why ESPN's paying him so much money. I thought it was coming out of Pat McAfee's. Oh, I was talking about the Pat McAfee show in general. I'm oh sorry. yeah, they're paying him a lot of money. 
do you think that is uh do you think ESPN is enjoying Pat McAfee? Um I mean he's getting talked about every day. Like I mean from a business standpoint, I feel like it, it's you know, if you don't like somebody, remember back in the day Howard Stern like people couldn't understand why everybody was listening to Howard Stern all the time. Right. Originally at first, it's because a lot of people hated him. Right. And a lot of people um, don't like Aaron Rodgers. Others love him. I mean, I think I think it's it's very two sided because there are a lot of people that love him. And well, that's he the has, way that everything is today, man. This ain't like where everybody knows your name. It's like either you're on this side and you're wrong, or you're on this side and you're wrong. From you. Where everybody knows you. Oh damn, man! See, I sub like my subconscious. I just steal from everybody. Um, no, but I think it's I think it's very two sided because on one end, I mean, what he brings in in terms of like social media and also like internet uh, from YouTube I had it, on, I had like it on in here yesterday just to see if yeah, he was on. You, I mean, there were, everybody was watching that yesterday to see what Aaron Rodgers would do. But also on the other side, like there are, there are executives at ESPN that are leaking. Uh, information about his show to well, the public. That's what's fascinating. Um, you had um, last Friday Pat McAfee go off and single out one of the ESPN yep. execs and say that he was trying to ruin his career. Which is very true. Which is amazing, though, that he yep. was went on ESPN mm-hmm. to say that about right. basically they're, right. they're number three in charge. Well, because it's, it's so different when you've got a guy like Pat McAfee, a guy that's been in the NFL, the guy that literally tore up a contract that was – Way, more, way than, more than ESPN, than ESPN was offering, just because he wanted to go to ESPN and have the outreach. He literally can do whatever he wants, and if and if ESPN gets so fed up with him he'll and they leave. they kick him off, he'll be fine without ESPN. He doesn't need ESPN. Yeah, he might want it because he gets all this sideline access and is on game day and is doing all this stuff. But he doesn't need ESPN, and ESPN has not been in this position before where. They're trying to tell somebody, do it this way, do it this way, do it this way. And that guy's saying, I don't want to do it that way, and I'm not going to, and what are you going to do about it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really interesting, kind of the whole entity of Pat McAfee. And then, by the way, this is the other interesting. They're ESPN and the Kimmel Show are owned by ESPN. I mean, they're, Disney. A, yeah, by Disney, that's right. ABC and ESPN are both owned by Disney. Man, that whole... So, like, so that's that's another, like, struggle where you've got Kimmel and, and Pat McAfee both kind of... You know, going also, to the same person. Disney, like, aren't they kind of like one of those? Uh, I mean, I don't know this. I'm not. I mean, I'm asking the question. Don't get all freaked out. But like in Disney, very um, like they really worried about their image. Oh like, yeah, absolutely. they don't think about like they don't want anything that's sure. Very very. Uh, very contra- they they just yeah, want they everybody want to be like in you know, the little what's that well, little bitty land uh, where you go to Disneyland. Did, no, no, no! It's like <laughs> tiny town or something. Yeah, something. Where I mean, I mean, it's, I heard this. Some, I heard somebody talking about it yesterday. Uh, this whole situation, and they said that ESPN for for years it's been get from show get from Sports Center to network show, network show, network show, network show, game Sports Center, and that just do it all without any controversy. And that's how you get by. Who cares what's happening on those shows? Let's just get from Sports Center to a game back to Sports Center. That is the that is the formula of ESPN. And now you've got Pat McAfee that is making headlines that is does not want to stick to that same logic, but and it's causing pro- problems with ESPN. It's because Pat Math- McAfee is authentic to himself, yep. and the rest of people are basically full of it, and they're just going out there and they're playing a character, right? So, you know what? I got to say, keep doing what you're doing. I like the authentic self. I like Paddle Up. I'm not like, I, I guess I'm, I haven't, I haven't, re- I mean, I like, 
it's not some it's not something that just grabs me. You know what I mean? Right. Like you know the uh, hot girl on NFL Network, um, NFL Live. I do not. I don't watch. What? I don't watch ton of NFL Network. I just recently got an NFL Network. Laura. So I don't. Laura something. Laura Rutledge. No, Laura Rutledge. She's on ESPN. Man, NFL Live. I'm Googling. NFL Live is ESPN. I know. I'm just saying. I, I got to see the host. NFL Live host. This is going to drive me crazy. Everybody out there is yelling at their TV because they know who she is. Uh-huh. Laura Rutledge, is that her? Like, yeah, dude. How, how am I supposed to remember? I just said how, how her name. I, to, I mean. It didn't sound right. Huh. Okay. I don't Laura know. Rutledge. That's her. That's her. Yes, John. The name I just told you 30 seconds ago. You know what? Everyone's yelling the same name at the radio. You know, I just didn't believe you. I'm sorry. Well, maybe maybe that's a you problem. I'm going to believe That you. might be a me problem, I'm, honestly. I'm going to believe you on the other side because you're going to give a good bet, and so okay. am I. Sports 56, 98.5 FM. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. The only power source capable of generating 1.21 gigawatts of electricity is a bolt of lightning. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to Little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy, Johnny Radio, hanging out with Brian Dacus, and it's time for us to uh, do a little bit of gambling, man. we got to do a little sports gambling. Uh, there is a lot of NBA action. There's some, uh, you know, there's some college basketball. I'm looking at the college slate. Uh, that's where I'm, I'm heading to. You know, Memphis tonight plays on uh, the University of Texas, San Antonio. Hope you have your ESPN Plus subscription on because they're on the Plus uh, that's again at seven o'clock. That is a big line. Um, I am. I, I can't touch twenty. I know that the Roadrunners are terrible. Texas San Antonio is not any good. But the Tigers right now, it ain't like they're playing great basketball. They're winning. They're winning. They're winning. I can't lay the. I can't lay the twenty points. I'm looked at a couple other games though that I do kind of like. I don't like Ole Miss against Florida either. Plus two and a half. Florida's pretty good, and I know that their Ole Miss has played really good in their non-conference. But coming off that that butt whipping against Tennessee, that makes me a little bit gun shy. But I do like North Carolina on the road against NC State. North Carolina is a three and a half point favorite on the road in Raleigh. NC State three and zero in their conference. North Carolina three and zero in their conference. But North Carolina just has them dudes. Like R.J. Davis, Armando Baycott, they've been playing together forever. They're just—I think they're—they're they're more well-rounded. Um, Harrison Ingram, I like North Carolina tonight to go out there, and I know Raleigh—they're going to have a great crowd. It's going to be pumped. These two teams don't like each other, but they just don't have the horses over at NC State. Tar Heels—they win big for Bryant Dacus. I'm John Harden. Y'all get out there, make this world a better place. We'll see you on the flip side. Peace. Stay back.